BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, J is for Jealousy, Last Chance, and Secret Spy Voicemail. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Ohio Smart. Don't miss Kinko de Mayo, Ohio Smart's annual weekend event in Cleveland on May 1st and 2nd. KDM 2015 will be an experience unlike any other. More info online at kinkodemayo.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Your Dane and Dawn share with their experience hosts do insight kink power. <laughs> if you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law or annoyed by my poor reading of our opening <laughs> after 357 episodes, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. Right now. That did not go well. It that says not... your host, Dan and Dawn, and I just went all over the place. Matter of fact, we don't even read that piece anymore. I know. Why is it not marked out? I, I always <laughs> start one day reading we'll it and go, oh, wait. <laughs> want to say that again. So today's topic of the week, um, today we're going to talk about jealousy. I guess, uh, uh, although jealousy is not all things erotic, certainly when you live an erotic lifestyle, jealousy may be part of your situation. Absolutely. Whether it's a monogamous relationship or polyamory, jealousy can be a challenge. And that came as a result of a, a listener named Jay sending in a voicemail wanting to hear more about how to deal with jealousy. So and it's always nice when we get a um, topic idea so that we can, that we can uh, well, that we've had a little bit of experience with and we can talk about. <laughs> we don't have to find somebody to interview. <laughs> we have found that this whole um, kink A to Z has been a lot more challenging than we expected. Uh, what are we doing for K, do you think? I don't know, but I bet you there's a lot of K's starting with kink. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we can come up with something. But some of them are a little more challenging since we don't always necessarily want to go with a fetish per se. So sometimes it's about digging a little deeper, like jealousy. Jealousy is, I, I, I would have to assume jealousy is not a fetish. I think that you are probably right. But then again, I think about cuck queening. Yeah. And cuck kinging, which oh. I think is a thing too. But cuck I think holding. Cuck, cuck holding, yes. Cuck so I wonder if that's... Jealousy is part of the yeah. kink there. I don't know. Mm. That's part, yeah, because that would be kind of like humiliation. I bet you it does tap into a little we bit of We will get into all that kind of jealousy-related stuff. We had uh, K could be for Katrin, Katrine or Katrin. I would say Katrine. We'll call Katrine. Katrine is a new subscriber from Denmark. So thank you for subscribing to our newsletter uh which Katrine? I hope to have out right after um, tax day. I don't know if they have a tax day in Denmark, but um, that's Hi. next week. <laughs> oh, here in the United States, yes, April 15th is right around the corner. Uh, so, uh, it Katrine... is the 15th, isn't it? I marked the 16th on my calendar. Yeah, you should, should fix that. Up a You've only been doing that for 30 years. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I do want to mention, though, from uh, Katrina in Denmark, I do want to say that uh, we are running, and we're, we have about 20 hours left on the uh, Indiegogo campaign mm -hmm. to contribute to fund a thing we're calling The Space. And the idea of The Space is that here in, our, in the town that we operate out of, Columbus, Ohio, 
we will have a not only a play space and mm-hmm. an educational space. We will actually have one of the things we've decided we're going to do is actually have a studio for the podcast exactly. to move into. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that will allow us a lot of opportunities, not only to upgrade equipment and upgrade the sound value of the, which not that I'm thinking we sound that bad. <clears throat> As I scratch my throat, <laughs> you sneeze, and the dog wrinkles her little bell. Um, that's really interesting. On a quick side note, the dog is laying in a perfect porn star pose for a she moment. She was. There. I wish I'd had my phone because she was on her back. And, yeah, it was. It was. I'm dark. glad you didn't have your phone. That was uh, disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> it so was cute until you said that. <laughs> the last chance for people to contribute to the space is coming up. Now, you may not live near Ohio and say, "Well, I don't need the perk of the free play party," but on the other hand. You might want the Kickstarter cards, your name recognized. Maybe you have a business and you'd like a plaque up on the mm-hmm. wall. All those are potential perks that you could get for contributing to a the space. Cup. Uh, including nice a coffee cup, a very nice coffee, coffee cup, cup yeah. yes. Uh, matter of fact, we've hit our stretch goals. So if you contribute more than Ten. $10 mm-hmm. American, you'll get a coffee cup, which is a bargain in any land. <laughs> Matter of fact, you're going to cost us money if you're from Denmark and we have to send you a coffee because it's really – we're just going to come out there and hand deliver it. The reason I bring this up to specifically as we talk about Denmark and other places is that so far I looked at it. We have this little graph that says who's contributed to the space. Right. So, so far all of our contributions, 100 percent of our contributions have come from the United States of America. Now, that may be an indicator that our not-in-the-United-States fans uh, don't plan to come to the party so they don't feel it's necessary to contribute, or that they think this whole Indiegogo fund me thing is a silly um, – and I wish I had my Australian to English dictionary that one of our listeners sent us, <laughs> uh, are a silly wicket. I don't think that's really. I don't know. Well, the only cursing I know uh, in a foreign language is in actually English. They tell me that that a bloody in England is kind of fuck in America. So if you say, "Well, that's a bloody shame," that would be like here in America saying that's a fucking shame. Oh. The point being, that's good to know. We have not had a <laughs> wicket from Australia or a bloody person from the England? UK. <laughs> Uh, send us a contribution for the space at our Indiegogo address. So I will put that link in there in case anyone wants to get on the wall of fame. Um, Or maybe there's one day they're going to be in Columbus and would like to join us at the space. Or they just want to to stick it to the USA and say, ha-ha, look at us in Denmark contributing to the space. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So speaking of um, uh, uh, words that we don't know because they're from other countries, not just other languages. (laughs) We're not very good at English American words either. I wish I had my um, computer open right now because I posted a picture yesterday of me finishing a 5K. So And Bungie from um, Australia wrote us. And he used a word, and I'm not sure what the word is, and the context it was in the sentence, I think I got, I think I got it. So, but uh, yeah, it was something of the effect of a 5K is bigger than people think it is. So to jog, mm-hmm. so it's a it's an accomplishment to get that done. And he said something like a 5K isn't. And the word he used made me think something to sneeze at. A 5K isn't something to sneeze at. Oh, okay. So, but now i got to go look up the word and <laughs> write it down and ask him what it means. That might have been valuable to do before we started it the podcast. It probably could have. Sorry, Bungie. <laughs> um, 
So we do appreciate the support from everyone who has contributed, whether you're in the United States or anywhere else. And the word for the day probably apparently is international, as we're talking about all these words that we don't know from a variety of countries, including the United States of America. Uh, and it's really interesting that our listeners are trying to help us out. We had one listener send us, the, as I mentioned, the Australia to English Dictionary. Mm-hmm. We had someone send us a YouTube video about trying to explain what the UK actually is versus just being England. We've had a variety of people from and England is actually, we must have a fair number of listeners of people writing in and saying, no, you screwed it up again. Um, <laughs> uh, not only that, but also as I'm sitting here drinking my new Korean coffee out of my Philadelphia cup, Ooh. I found the instant Korean coffee to be, uh, you get a hundred sticks of instant Korean coffee for uh, 20 bucks from Amazon. Right. And it actually is fantastic instant coffee. Good. So the last one you got was really, really sugary. Is, I'm, is I'm, this one any better? This one is a little bit, uh, it's not quite as sugary. Maybe that's why it's so good. They, they cover up the coffee taste with all the sugar and stuff oh. they put in there. And you know, the European coffee, they don't have to fall for that government regulation of what goes in there. So they can put anything they want in it. I well, like it. There's probably ingredients listed on there, but it's not in a language we can read. So <laughs> it's hard to tell what's in there. Um, all of my uh, Korean comes from the six months of taekwondo classes that i took oh. uh, and then i don't remember any of it i think i can count to ichi ni son shi that's four and i think that might be japanese not korean that is so. japanese oh, well, there and you go. and going through all these papers looking for a tax form i found our list of japanese words from when we went for our karate belts 15 uh, you know, is, years ago <laughs> this is not the most erotic podcast i've ever heard no, in my life no no mm. so, so good morning anyway, everyone good morning. we're obviously Rambling on a bit. It is Thursday morning. We uh, Thursday, actually, isn't it? No, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning here <laughs> in the United States. I was trying to help our international. I'm sorry. Uh, I do want to point out a few things very quickly. That the Give a Hoot sent a fantastic tentacle mustache for me, which uh, I could see wearing that while I eat your pussy. <laughs> Only if we take videotape of it. So I'll hold the videotape between my thighs. So that you can look up and there's your tentacle mustache. You said we needed to film more porn. I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm just stuck on the idea that you want to use videotape to oh. <laughs> record the porn. I'm <clears throat> old. I said videotape, but I'm picturing an iPhone. <laughs> okay, good. Good, because I don't think I have a video camera laying no, around. No, you sir. just did give away one of my cameras, as a matter of fact. Did, did you check to see if there was any pictures on it before you gave it away? No. Should I have done that? We may have horns <laughs> surfing out there at a goodwill near you. Oh, I, oh, that could be bad. <laughs> that was a digital camera. Uh, Chip the Tentacle Guy, along with Kitty, sent in a tentacle pie. And uh, I would absolutely eat a blueberry tentacle pie. Absolutely, absolutely. So, And then Lisa sent in 24 octopus designs via Facebook. So there so. goes my shopping for the week. Yay! So, awesome, awesome. Thank you, everybody. So, love the tentacle stuff. You love the tentacle stuff. Well, Barrick sent me a story, too, that was kind of hot. It was about a tentacle monster showing up at a play party and then what he did to everybody. So, so we have very little else to talk about before we get into our topic. We will not be talking about the uh, free admission to Kinko de Mayo. That has come and gone. Mm -hmm. I'm curious who won that. We'll have to find out about that. Okay. We will talk about, though, 
Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by KJ Canes, home of the designer glow-in-the-dark and light-up canes. It's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. And it's more than just canes. Check out the great selection of hand-poured, low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with the discount code DANANDDAWN15. Find out more at kjcanes.com. It just struck me the word gags. What about gags? Well, gag, what is a gag? Gag something you put in your mouth to prevent you from talking. Mm-hmm. It is also the action of having something shoved down your throat. Right. <laughs> and barfing. And barfing. <laughs> I think that's on purpose. How did that become such a kink reference, I wonder? I don't know. I don't know. A Roman so. shower. So we haven't been traveling much lately. We usually are. I don't want to talk about that. So um, we have not been traveling. You've been traveling to mm. for work. So, but we do have another trip coming up. We've got a local event we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks, and then we go to Toronto for the People of Kink party. Speaking of on international, May first. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Absolutely. So I love that party. We did get, as I mentioned earlier, we got a voicemail uh, from Jay about jealousy, and we'll talk about that. We also got a three-minute-long voicemail from a 510 area code. Did that somebody was, butt dial? It was completely blank. It was completely blank. So I don't know if that was a someone attempting to use voicemail to get hold of us, or it was just a... Um, butt dial. A butt dial, a marketing call, a robot. Although oh, it strikes it me as I like the idea that somebody spent us a three-minute... On the phone with us, pouring their heart out, and Aww. they were on mute, mute the whole time. Oh, that would be sad. That would be sad. So, just sad. Sad, sad. So, jealousy, sir. Well, um, <laughs> before we get in there, we have one other thing to mention. This unconference. Oh, yeah, yeah. The local thing that we're going to be doing. So, AIS is doing an unconference in just a couple of weekends. So, And it's here in Columbus, Ohio. But um, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. So to find more about this unconference, go to adventuresinsexuality.org. So are you planning on going? You and I will be there. We'll be actually, because the unconference model allows anybody to teach that mm-hmm. wants to, we'll be scouting out for new presenters for our That'd events. Be nice. I think it'd be a good idea for us to um, present one of our um, either old, old workshops that needs a little dusting off because we've got more experience to add to it mm-hmm. or something new. So I think it'd be a good, good place to try that out. It would be a wonderful place to try that out. Can we not go to anything without presenting? No. <laughs> and usually we use Monkey Puzzle Club to try our new stuff out. So I think it'd be neat to have another audience as well. So to try it out. Dust it off. Try something new. Can we go without... Do, have we been able to do that in 12 years? Do you ever remember going to an event and doing nothing? No. Even even the AIS events right. that we're not scheduled to present at, right. uh, and we don't get tapped to present because somebody doesn't show up, we still have found a niche mm-hmm. to do things. We have, like Scarlet so. Sanctuary and stuff. And even OLF, Ohio Leather Fest, which used to be the event way back when, before AIS mm-hmm. here in Columbus. You know, We were like, oh my God, we work every place else. We'd like for our home event to be our home event and not 
really work anything. So, and we'd still be demo dollies. We'd still, you know, guard a door. We sure. would end up doing something. So, but um, it yeah. is our nature, I suppose. It is. It is. So, so let's talk a little bit about jealousy. We'll start off with. Um, Changes. Well, let's start off with an easy one. Last night I had a date with uh-huh. uh, Kay, not right. Karen, a different Kay. Right. Um, that's kind of a new thing for us. It's new in a variety of ways. New. It's a new person. Uh-huh. It's a new relationship in that uh, this is the only person I've ever dated who identifies as a switch. Uh-huh. I am not a switch, right. but um, she is also somewhat. I think it's fair to say has a brat tendency. Also, mm-hmm. not something I've interacted with before. Right. Do you find that that causes or stirs jealousy? Sometimes. So, because it's different. Anytime you date somebody different and um, it's uh, something you haven't been interested in before, it can cause a little bit of jealousy. Is it, je- is it different from what I have done before that causes it or je- different from you? Mm. No, I think it's a little bit of both. So, and I mean, for me, because some people are going to want to know what the difference of jealousy and envy is as well. And for me, jealousy is that emotional response. And a lot of times my emotional response is what about me? So then Mm. not only is it jealousy, it's jealousy that's triggered a, um, a reaction. So I've gotten triggered. So caused by the jealousy or vice versa. So, you know, it is, what about me? What's so different about them that you can't get from me? And, you know, just things like that. Mm -hmm. So to me, that really causes the jealousy, which in my emotional body is different than envy. Envy is, oh, I'd like to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is, jealousy can actually, sometimes when I describe it as something that gets out of hand, Emotionally, mm-hmm. people understand that. Mm-hmm. So it's like an out-of-control emotion that's not seen in a positive light or felt in a positive light. So do I get jealous when you start new relationships? Yeah, because I really have to talk through my head as to why you need, even knowing you're poly, why you need something that's so different than what I am. So, And that just kind of triggers it. So, But I've experienced jealousy um, with everyone, probably with everyone you've dated. Or built a relationship with. Yeah. So some sort of, something will trigger it. Well, we'll have to make sure we get we talk about how to get through jealousy oh, then. Absolutely. Because obviously after this much time, it hasn't, um, at this point, it doesn't stop us from starting new relationships. Mm-mm. doesn't stop us. We don't try and hide from jealousy. No, as a matter of fact, we do like to teach on it because I have been through a, um, a lot of jealousy myself. And um, so over, and we've been doing poly Oh my gosh, since we lived in Dublin was the first relationship we tried. So that mm, would have yep. been 99 or 2000 because we moved in together in 99. Okay. So we're talking 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, because got, we got the other place in 2001. So it was 99 mm-hmm. or 2000 mm-hmm. that we had our first, first external relationship. And um, I don't remember a lot of jealousy in that relationship but we did things a little bit different. We were more co-amorous then. So we did a lot of things together. Um, my jealousy started arising more when, uh, I don't know about more, but uh, when we started doing things separately. Right. So really had to come up with, with some skills in that. But I'm not the only one that's experienced jealousy. No, absolutely not. And it, it really one of the indicators for me, one of the interesting parts is when 
when you started to develop external relationships initially, I did not d- suffer jealousy. Mm-hmm. When Karen started to extern start external relationships, I had strong jealousy reaction. Right. And I stepped back, and now that some time has passed, we look back, and why is that? And one of the big reasons for me is that I'm much, at that point, I was very secure with your and I relationship. So for you to be exploring, interacting with other people was just fun. Right. It was a great experience for you. Envy on occasion. Oh, that sounds fun. I should mm-hmm. be doing that with you instead of you doing it with someone else, mm-hmm. right? But that's different from jealousy. Envy, as you said, right? I, I too would like to share in some of that wealth. Right. Versus jealousy is a little more greedy in my mm-hmm. view. I want that. Right. Why isn't that mine? And by the, and I think we get down to the point where, for me. Because I had a security in our relationship, didn't feel jealousy with Karen because it was a new relationship. And also, we identified some things that she wanted out of a relationship that I was not going to provide. I felt more jealousy. And it really came down to, for me, not only that what about me, but also, to me, jealousy is a, a fear reaction of losing the relationship. Right. You know? Jealousy feels like heat and anger, mm-hmm. but in truth, that's the covering of the fear of simply losing that relationship, in this case, to someone else, right? right. Thinking, oh, well, they're going to provide the things that she needs, so she'll leave me and go off and on her own merry way. Mm-hmm. So, and because of that, some people will actually say that jealousy is not always a bad thing mm-hmm. because it makes you look at your relationship and makes you look at why you're feeling those things. So it can be used as a tool. So it depends how you use, like any emotion, emotions are emotions. So you can use it as a tool Absolutely. for growth. So my jealousy, I got tired of being jealous. So yeah, I can still feel bits of it, but I'm better at using my tools Mm-hmm. To talk to myself or, you know, or whatever and um, get through it. And it's so much easier, so much easier than what it used to be. I mean, it used to be all encompassing. And now it's a moment of, whoa, felt that again. Haven't felt that for a while. Yay, great. Another lesson. So let me take a look at that and see what the hell's going on with me. I think a lot of it for me is, um, unfortunately, for our podcast listeners, uh as many things come back to for us, it comes back to meditation. Mm-hmm. Meditation allows me to slow down the thinking and the reacting process. Right. With, And I've noticed that as we continue to practice using these tools, we practice properly dealing or just dealing at all. Things have changed. Karen has a fairly new relationship that I got through the jealousy cycle pretty quickly and it's just not there anymore. Um. Well, even with my relationship with Big D, so you've had a few blips. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that, that, you know, where your new relationship, and it changes with each person, right? It's not that you and I have been together for 15 years now, so I'm 100% confident and never feel jealousy. But as you bring new people into your life, different people, Mm -hmm. these things can resurface. I do agree that jealousy is not by default a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It is not a necessary thing. Um, it is not something that we should, it's something that when it arises, we should look at, determine if it brings value to our lives, and if not, deal with appropriately. That sounds all hoity-toity, but <laughs> it, it really is that um, if you do it from that perspective, it's much easier to deal with versus after you've already put your fist through a, a wall mm-hmm. or gone on a tirade of some sort. And I will say for myself... 
if um, I simply won't deal with the screaming jealousy right. thing, right? I, I have had, like you, now you were saying earlier, I've had, I have had a previous relationship tell me that she wishes I would get jealous. It shows that I care. Yeah, because and, and, we're taught that jealousy means love. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I actually got frustrated because you got so jealous when Karen started dating somebody else, but you weren't jealous with me. And it's like, what, don't I matter? You could really care less if I go off with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we really had to talk about that because that wasn't the case at all. So, but, um, oh my God, I got so much stuff slamming into my head that I want to share that, uh, got stuck. So, (laughs) but jealousy, jealousy can be rough and it is one of the biggest questions that were asked you know, about how to deal with, because we have been poly for so long. And, you know, sometimes the question is, don't poly people get jealous? Well, why would you think that? Right. <laughs> of course we do. We just work at it if we want to keep doing these these relationships. And really, yeah, like you said, it's not that I've become a master of not being jealous. What I've gotten good at is processing jealousy, right? And we have, an, we have a, a few classes around that. One of them, Eight Poly Tools, where a lot of the tools are about how mm-hmm. to deal with jealousy, envy, uh, in an appropriate manner. Right. Um, or how to keep it from happening. So, because um, I know for me that if I am in a crappy place during the day, if external things are going on and I'm just stressed out and not managing it very well, or the, you know, the this one extra thing has happened that I'm handling it, I'm handling it, I'm handling it, I'm handling it. Oh crap. There's one more thing. Now the whole thing falls apart. Um, that kind of out of control with my emotions personally can cause jealousy to happen mm-hmm. more readily as well. And it's just that I need a little bit more time from you or just need to be a little more um, stable is the wrong word, but that's what I'm going to use. So a little more stable emotionally. And again, the meditation helps a lot with that. Um, there are other tools that I use. So should, should we talk about the tools real quick? Well, I want to ask you about this one thing. Okay. As I um, talked about, I went out on a date last night and... Right. It was interesting to, as we mentioned, right, she's uh, this, that, and this, Mm -hmm. and you're not this, that, and this. Right. So one of the things you had to deal with early on, which maybe you still deal with, I'm curious, I'm sure our listeners would like to know how you deal with, or how they could deal with. Okay. Is the idea of this, this feeling that you want to be everything to someone. Right. Right. And does not being polyamorous suggest you are not everything to someone, and how do you deal with that? Oh, well, that's kind of weird because I tell people, I mean, like with Big D, I know I'm not his everything, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got a primary relationship and, you know, and we have a relationship, but it's different than what it is with his wife and things like that. So I kind of go into that knowing I'm not in everything, but with you, I may not be in everything, but I'm pretty damn close. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you go out to fill in holes. I don't go out to fill in holes. I go out to have other experiences. So knowing that you don't need a brat in your life or that you need to be with a switch, but instead knowing you and that you like different experiences, that's how I get over the jealousy. Mm -hmm. That's how I talk myself through things. It's not that something's missing for me because I can't offer you brat. I am not brat. I will never be brat that I'm aware of. I get more out of submitting and surrendering mm-hmm. 
than I do with teasing somebody and, you know, I, I just don't get into that. So, um, if you need a different experience of that, I'm not going to be able to offer it. So you will have to find it elsewhere. It, it seems like it would be easier to accept if I, or maybe it wouldn't be, right? But if I want to start dating a guy, mm-hmm. it becomes very easy for you to look at that and say, well, there's things I cannot provide. Right. I don't have a hairy chest or a penis. Right. So I could pretend, but it's not the same. Absolutely. You could go to your LARPing gear right. and get out a... My dwarf costume dwarf with a goatee, yes. absolutely. And a, and a strap on and you're good to go. Um, and you're right. It's not a, for me, it's not a I want to be everything thing. It's more of a I want the opportunity to experience anything. Right. Which in this case, uh, quite surprising, I think, to everyone that I'm dating the new person. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being open to those things happening. Even if we go back eight years, the fact that I've got a long-term relationship with Karen, who really did not, you know, there's no point where I was thinking, man, I really like my life. I just wish I had a little vanilla on the, you know, happening right. as well. Um, instead, it's that, or especially even more so for you and Big D, who mm-hmm. is clearly not on any of your lists. And that- No, actually the exact opposite on many of my lists. Mm-hmm. So, but um, we do, we do very well together. So the key to that is that the, the, to me at least, I want to be your everything is a faulty, I don't want to say faulty, I understand it from an emotional perspective, but it's simply not a reality sort of thing. Not to mention, you know, because you can only be everything that you are. Mm-hmm. So if you're everything to me, then you're saying, well, here's everything that you're allowed to have. Here's the limits of, which is not what we perceive as a bad thing. But instead to look, say, to focus on and give a perspective of being generous mm-hmm. and saying, here's everything that I am. Same with me, right? I am everything that you could want in a master and blah, 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 and these other 12 things. But I'm not random things that I'm not. I'm simply not things that I'm not. Right. So in generosity, I could say, you not only do you get the big the Dan package, right? But because you bought today, you also get these <laughs> right. other things as well. And why not? And really, you. If, if we're going to talk about jealousy, we should probably talk about compersion, mm-hmm. which is the opposite so, of jealousy. That idea com- of being generous. That idea of being. And my uh, thing that I usually use for. Comp- Compersion is that if you, Don, wanted to go off shoe shopping with your mm-hmm. friends, um, I would not feel bad about that. I would not feel envious. I wouldn't feel jealous. I don't want to go shoe shopping. And when you come back with your new shoes and you're all happy and you're giggly and you all had a good time, then I just share that joy with you. Mm-hmm. You just have to uh, – shoe shopping is a little different than sex. Sure. And developing – and even more so developing emotional relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. So I think – um, I get more jealous when you develop emotional relationships with other people, so than the sex. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really kind of odd. But that compersion is that sympathetic joy, that mm-hmm. idea that if since you are feeling joy, I too will feel joy in what you feel joy at, whether it is shoe shopping, right. sex, emotional commitment, emotional contentment. Right. Um. Well, there you go. So. 
You had something else you had written down, jealousy-wise. I have no idea. Um, no, part of that, like I said, it was just when time is needed. When I need more of your time, I get more jealous if your time is being spent with somebody else. Oh, what about sex dates? How is that so, for a jealousy thing? Because we haven't done that lately. Sex dates? Where you and I are so... One of the things that we do to counter jealousy to uh-huh. is... Oh, yeah, we that haven't you done have that in a while. Have, it is fair to say that jealousy, to me, is not a particularly valuable uh, emotional state, but like you said, it is a reminder to keep things balanced at home. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that new relationships can cause is this new relationship energy where you put all your juice into this new thing, right? Right. So it's important. And sometimes I want a little bit of that juice. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's important to remember to keep the home fires balanced and going as well. So we do set on occasion date night. We still mm-hmm. do date night where we remember, let's not worry about everybody else for a moment and just worry about the home relationship. Whether right. it's a, The reason I said sex date is because I thought um, two days ago you mentioned that we have a spreader bar. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a throwaway comment that you made. But since you've said that, I thought we need a sex date. We need a sex date. That would be awesome. And we do. We do balance that stuff out. That is one of our tools in um, you know, going against jealousy. Do we have enough time to talk about a couple of tools before we need to be showering and we, running to we, work? Um, I think that you should talk about a couple of tools. Yes. Okay. So I get to talk about a couple of tools. Oh, really? No, oh, I'm not going to go shower while you talk about tools. So go on. So I'll, Name, be, I'll uh, be quick. Let's say, because really we could do a whole, uh, well, we do entire presentations on these tools. Right. So let's do, what is your favorite, most important jealousy countering tool? Oh, I don't know that I could go with a favorite. I got to think of them all as it is. So since we didn't print that out and put it in front of us, um, I think right now manual mode is the one that I drop back to most of the time. And that is literally um, just going into a place of thought. So if I can step away from the emotion for a little bit, which is harder than it sounds, um, and become the observer as to what's going on, so I kind of step to the side of the emotional turmoil. I can't say that word. Turmoil. Turmoil, distress. Um, then I can talk myself through it. You know, does he still love me? Yes, he still loves me. Look at what we have together. You know, it's not that I have something missing. It's just that he wants to experience something different. He's coming back home, blah, blah, blah. So if I can, um, talk myself into all of that, um, I usually do pretty good. So I can usually take that breath, sit back and just wait for you to come home. It's that putting it into a logical perspective Mm -hmm. instead of an emotional perspective. Right. I have to line up because usually my triggers are when my logic and emotions aren't lining up. Mm Mm-hmm. So manual mode is all about lining, lining up the logic and, and the emotions. So by, you know, getting more secure in the logic, I can bring the emotions. I can rein them in so that I'm not in a negative place. Um, I also like my joy journal. So, and in my joy journal, I'm only allowed to write down positive things about Polly and things like that. So that really helps because I'm focusing on the positive instead of the negative, um, and I want to make sure that we say that it's not that um, we're not talking about just jealousy from a perspective of polyamory. Right. If you're a kink player, you may want to play with other people as mm-hmm. well, and that can inspire jealousy. If you want to experience fire play or, uh, well, even better example is mm-hmm. whips, right? right? I don't do whips. Bondage. I don't do bondage. Right. I'm just not skilled at it. So if you want to experience those things, you're going to experience it with someone else. Mm-hmm. So that's another area where jealousy can come in. Even if you're in a um, monogamous relationship where you allow each other to play with people. So, well, and how many times do we hear about monogamous people that don't play with other people that get jealous? 
you know, just because one of the partners looks at somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, you got to look at that, too. What, what's going on with yourself? How can you line up your logic and your emotions? But it's, it's interesting. Most of the podcast has been dedicated to how do I deal with jealousy when jealousy is maybe not warranted, but I'm going to use the word warranted. When okay. something that happens causes jealousy to arise for an appropriate, for a reasonable reason, mm-hmm. right? If I see you um, looking at some other guy... Or girl. Or girl. And, well, my next sentence was (laughs) commenting how big his dick was. Um, Or even a better, you know, right, a better one would be that you're quietly sitting in the corner texting and giggling, Mm -hmm. right? That would naturally cause jealousy to arise, and that's okay. But in that case... It's because you're texting with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's a legit reason. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing something which randomly, you know, logically causes jealousy to arise. We haven't really talked about illogical jealousy or jealousy that arises when it's not warranted. Or, you know, if you're in a monogamous relationship that is truly monogamous, jealousy simply, I won't say shouldn't arise, but the reason it arises is not as valid. You get know. what I'm don't saying? Those, yeah, don't those words feel kind of funny though? <sighs> so, I don't want to come up to the I don't want to say if you're in a truly monogamous relationship where both people are truly monogamous, mm-hmm. then the only reason jealousy arises is lack of trust or fear of losing. Right. So I really think there's a fear of losing there. I like that so, much better than lack of trust because lack yeah. of trust is a, is a value judgment against the other person. Right. Where fear of losing I is irrational. Right. And I think the tools that we're using are appropriate still mm-hmm. for that. So good. I'm glad we took that little sidebar. My favorite jealousy uh, tool, you talked about manual mode where you take things and put them into a logical perspective and, and look at them logically before you overreact emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tool I'll bring up is the draft email, which is a tool designed for the emotional states. So you had mentioned earlier that jealousy is often this visceral, loud, emotional right. response. The idea of the draft email is I take, as I am feeling these emotions, instead of trying to analyze the emotions or logic the emotions, I let myself vent the emotions. I fire up the computer and I write a tirade, tirade sort of email towards the other person. How dare you, you gravy-sucking bitch, right. blah, 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 blah. And allowing yourself to truly just get into this sense of um, a flow of venting and rambling and ranting and letting all that shit flow. What it often we find happens is it allows the um, sharp edge of emotion when you mm-hmm. vent to work its way through. Right. So you can get to, you know, you may start off by thinking, how dare you, I hate you, you cunt, to eventually, if you allow yourself to keep processing, I'm afraid, how can you not be by my side, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and go see this other guy and when I'm sitting here crying. Right. So now the trick with those is, very clear, is do not put their name in the to address. Keep that blank, please, because this is your tool to work on your emotions. So it's not to be sent to them while they're out on the date or Mm -hmm. anything like that. So, But knowing that we use draft emails, um, there are times that... You know, Dan can come home and ask if there's a draft email. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have a draft email to share with me? 
and things like that. So it can be used as a tool. And sometimes you might want to share it so that you can work on the emotions together. Sometimes you may realize that you've worked through your own emotions and you're in a good place now. Yeah. The important aspect of, you know, the, the second phase of that draft email is that opportunity for me and my partner to have that right to share it with each mm -hmm. other, right? But it's important that when I share it, I say, Don, this is my draft email that I know that it says you, you, you a lot. Right. But you're not allowed to take any of that personally. It's unnecessary That's, for you to take any of it personally. That is actually the other tool I was just thinking of, not taking things personally. Because what I'm sharing with you is my desire to vent through my emotions. Mm -hmm. And you did not cause these emotions. You do not own these emotions. You're not the fault of these emotions. Your only responsibility is to help me work through these emotions, not to not have them rise at all. So, um, and again, as we, as we, uh, run out of time, I know you mm -hmm. had one other one that you want to share I about. I did because you just said, um, work with each other. So that's another one of our tools is coming from a place of assistance. So working with each other, I think we just, yep, just started raining. So, but, um, working with each other so that we come from a place of assistance. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the worst things that someone could do with me is to push me away while I work on my own stuff. It's very tempting, but instead if you say, Oh, you know, I'm sorry you're going through this. What can I do to help? Or, you know, how can we modify this or whatever, but just coming from a place of assistance, you know, Ooh, I understand you got a ping. Is there anything I can do to right. help? Right. You know, so because we have had pings happen out of the blue. And um, instead of me going, "Ooh, I'm sorry, I try to go with, "Ooh, how can I help with that? There's funny that there's uh, like we, we in closing, we said there is this class we do called eight poly tools mm -hmm. where there's actually 11 different tools. Yeah, it keeps getting some bigger. of them more targeted <laughs> toward jealousy, some of them just more towards self-care. Uh -huh. um, if you would like to get us keep us from getting jealous you can rate us on itunes tweet about us like us on facebook or tell your friends so and if you've got anything else to say about jealousy i know it's a very huge topic and we didn't cover some of the tools we didn't cover some of the examples you know we just kind of rambled with our experience um but if you have anything that you want to add to it or if you have something for the letter k um <laughs> you can write us at dan and dawn at eroticawakening.com you can also find out all kinds of cool shit about us on our website, eroticawakening.com, including web links, Twitter, voicemail, other jazz like that. Awesome. I will say, in closing, Don, uh, funny, I thought what you were going to say is if you have other comments, write us an email. It's funny that just yesterday, someone from 15 years ago in your past... Oh, wasn't that weird? That was weird. Found want... me out of the blue. I don't even know him from this community. Yeah, but yeah. They found you know them from a completely different community. I wonder right. if they came across the 614 article and they said, They ah, could ah. have because it's poly questions that they have. Yeah. So I bet they came across the magazine article. So that makes sense. Kind of funny. We used to have the same therapist and we were going for the same reason. Jealousy. Yeah. Neat. Now, 15 years later. Out of the blue. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us on the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. And the Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday. God, they're busy. <laughs> the Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at the room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow them on Twitter at... 
MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.